no matter what kind of organization you run, you can utilize the StoryBrand framework. And today we are continuing answering the question, will it work for nonprofits? Guess what? The resounding answer is still yes. <laughs> I enjoy the yelling the yes the most. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, Hero Makers. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, Hero Makers. So in the first series of this podcast, you all learned about how to clarify your marketing with the StoryBrand framework, the framework that powers all of your marketing and shows you how to invite customers into a beautiful story where you are positioned as the guide and your customer is the hero. Then in our second series, you learned how to create your Marketing Made Simple sales funnel, the five essential pieces of marketing you need to connect with customers and grow your business, which include the one-liner, website, lead generator, nurture emails, and sales emails. And in our current series, we are answering the question that we hear most from businesses we work with. Well, the story brand framework is great, but will it work for me? No matter what kind of organization you run, a B2B, B2B and B2C, nonprofit, luxury brand, or if you're an artist or a personal brand, you can utilize the story brand framework. And today we are continuing answering the question, will it work for nonprofits? Guess what? The resounding answer is still yes. <laughs> I think I enjoy the yelling the yes most. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything, everything we do. We were so excited about talking to nonprofits last week that we decided that we needed to continue this conversation because there really is more to understand about how to apply the story brand framework to marketing for nonprofits. So last week, we talked about how you need to create two different types of brand scripts, a donor-based brand script and a mission-based brand script. And this week, we're going to talk about how to use those brand scripts in your marketing. And one of the things that I learned a long time ago, I was actually working with an organization called Food for the Hungry. And when I was working with them, they taught me really there are four types of nonprofit work, four main types of nonprofit work, relief, development, empowerment, and justice. So most nonprofits work in one of those four areas, relief, development, empowerment, and justice. Here's how you think about those four things. Relief is giving a man a fish. Development is teach a man to fish. Empowerment is teach a man to think about fishing. And justice is tear down the fence around the pond. <laughs> and that's kind of the types of work nonprofit do. So in relief situations, you're really talking about time-bound, almost emergencies, right? There, there is a famine that's come. There is a pandemic <laughs> that has arrived. There is some kind of wave sweeping over the people that you serve that needs to be solved immediately, right? And most people go, well, you know, we don't want to just give people clothing or we don't want to just give stuff away because that doesn't create sustainability in the long run. But if a child is dying of malaria, 
you give them medicine. You don't teach them how to avoid malaria in that moment. You provide relief. And so there are times when relief is really important and you need to just come in and you need to feed and clothe and provide medical care and shelter for people who need it in the moment. That's relief. Development is when you teach a man to think about fishing. And what this is, is you might come in and teach people how to create sustainable farming or how to uh, clean their own water or create sanitation systems. So you're coming in with a set system and you're teaching them how to basically create sustainable living. Um, so create their own food, create their own sanitation, create their own education, those kind of things. You come in with a program. That's development. Empowerment is then when you work with community leaders. This is when you teach people to think about fishing. So with empowerment, what you're doing is you're helping people identify the problem areas in their community and come up with solutions on their own. So they may not be the program that you first brought in, but they're going, oh, we need to develop this kind of childcare situation. We need to think about helping single mothers in this way. So you're actually teaching them to identify the problems and identify the solutions instead of just giving them solutions. That's empowerment. And then justice is where you come in and you're just tearing down the fence around the pond, right? So allowing access for everybody to the fish that are in the pond. So you're fighting the injustices and the systems that are oppressing people. And that is kind of ongoing work all the time. And sometimes that's emergency situations that you have to step into. And sometimes that's development. And sometimes that it's empowerment. And sometimes it's just campaigns. Justice can look very different. It can be short-term or long-term. But justice is really fighting the powers that created the system you're trying to break apart. So, JJ, it's helpful to have context into all of the different types of work that nonprofits can do. So now that you've kind of defined these four things, how can that help our hero makers craft their marketing? Yes. So that it's really important to understand that because depending on the type of work you do, it actually requires a little bit of nuance in the way that you market and here's the very cool part when it connects back to story brand, there are different parts of the brand script that you highlight and almost elevate in your marketing based on which type of work you're doing. So for instance, when it comes to relief, a time-bound project that needs immediate focus and there are heavy, heavy stakes. If you don't get these shots to these people, if you don't get shelter to these people immediately, there is going to be a major catastrophe. With your brand script, you need to highlight the stake section of the brand script, specifically the failure. You need to talk about the negative consequences that will happen if people don't engage with this relief effort. You also need to highlight the problem and the plan. When you highlight the problem, you're really elevating that this is a major issue that is going on and we have a plan to solve it. We have thought through this clearly. We have a plan. We know what's going to work and then elevate the stakes. JJ, I love this because failure, whenever you talked us through how to insert that into the storyline, into the brand script. And remember, everyone, the brand script 
is where you have filled out all of the parts of the story brand framework and you can access and complete your digital version of your brand script for free at mystorybrand.com. So in the failure section, you talked about you really need to focus on short-term failures. And in the relief realm that we're talking about right now, it really is about those short-term failures. This is going to happen. It's already happening. Yes, almost immediately it's going to happen if you do not act or we do not act as a community. Yes. So you really need to highlight that. And then the other thing is, when does it feel like you're exploiting pain or you're exploiting people's stories? There is research that shows If you use starving children or you use very kind of abrasive imagery, it will raise more money. However, it only raises more money in the short term. Mm. If you continue to use those same images past the immediate time-bound project, then people experience what's called donor fatigue. And they actually turn it off because they don't want to feel bad anymore, right? It's like that uh, Sarah McLaughlin, you know, dog commercial. In the arms of I can't do right? it. When it comes on, you turn it off. Yeah. However, the first time we all saw that, it was incredibly impacting. Moving. Very powerful. Because there was this sense that if we don't act now— These dogs are going to be in pain. They're not going to be adopted. Big, bad things are going to happen. When you see that commercial for six more years, people turn it off. They are experiencing fatigue. You're making them feel bad, and people don't want to feel bad. So when it comes to your marketing with relief, you want to be honest about the situation, really highlight the problem and the plan and the failure that's going to happen if people don't act. And you can use some of those harsh images. However, it can't be ongoing. This really is for everybody, especially even coming out of the pandemic, right? So I get emails from theater companies that I have supported in the past and have worked with on a regular basis. And they're continuing to be like, if we don't make rent this month, we're going under, right? They're continuing to try to live in that relief space and it just gets exhausting for the donor. So it doesn't matter what type of nonprofit you work for. If you continue living in that relief space, it will ultimately come back to bite you and you will start making less and less money. You have to start moving into some of the other areas of nonprofit work in order to continue to be effective in fundraising and marketing. And we know that's scary, right? Because a lot of people are living in that space. And even some of the nonprofits that are working in war-torn areas where war is ongoing, you are constantly living in that relief space. So I get it. I 100% get it. But make those campaigns short-term, time-bound, and then mix it up a little bit and begin working and then begin campaigns that focus in the other areas of nonprofit work. So let's move into the next one, development, JJ. So how should people craft marketing around development work? Well, development and empowerment kind of work together in a lot of ways. And the way that you do your marketing is kind of the same for both. So for both development and empowerment, you want to move into kind of focusing on success. Cast a vision for what life is like 
after your project has been implemented. So now you actually want to show happy, smiley kids. <laughs> you want to show schools that have been developed. You want to show productions that are happening in your theater troupe in local schools. You want to show ongoing work where the benefits can be seen. And so you still want to focus on the problem. There's a problem that exists, but it's just kind of hitting on it lightly in the beginning. You want a clear plan, but you really want to focus on the success side of things. Smiley, happy people in your imagery. That is what is going to continue to build those campaigns. Use your brand script to highlight the problem, highlight your empathy and authority in your plan, strong call to action, but heavy, heavy, heavy emphasis on success when you're working in development and empowerment. If you need help crafting your message, if you need help crafting your brand script and identifying the problems that you solve and kind of which space you fit into, we do have an, a marketing live stream that you can sign up for and come and learn how to craft your message with a coach. So a coach will walk you through this entire process. You'll learn from the story brand team how to craft your message, and then your coach will make sure you do it right. And you can actually sign up for our next story brand marketing live stream at storybrand.com. So if you need help with this, go and sign up there. We want to make sure that you're getting your message right and you're doing it well. So last up, JJ, justice. Yes. This is really where that world impact message comes about because you're breaking down systems that have been in existence for so long and and everybody hates it. You know, <laughs> we're tired of these systems. We want people to be held accountable for their actions. So if people are doing justice work, what should they be thinking about? So like I mentioned in explaining what justice work is, Sometimes justice involves some kind of relief and has to be done immediately. And sometimes it's in kind of more the development empowerment space. So it's ongoing. So if you do justice work, you actually use all of the methods, right? You sometimes will use kind of stark, harsh imagery, focus on failure. If you're kind of doing it in something that needs to be time bound and is time sensitive, then you can run a campaign that involves heavy failure out of your brand script. If it's something that's ongoing work and sometimes justice work takes years and years and years, then you really need to live a little bit more in the development and empowerment space. Keep people informed of your plan. What's happening? How are you changing things? How can they be involved? Cast a vision for success. Huge amounts of success kind of cast a vision for imagine a world, right? You want to use imagery and language that helps people imagine a better world because they are involved in this work. And another thing with justice that's a little bit different is you really focus on the philosophical problem in your brand script. You bring up kind of the big injustice issue that you're fighting in the world and using a lot of words like deserve and should. The world should be this way. The world ought to be this way. Everybody deserves a better life. You know, using that kind of language will really emphasize that this is a justice issue. It is kind of epic and your customer or donor and your donor involvement is really going to make an epic difference when they get engaged with this. So kind of overall, just going back, if you want a quick little tip on it, if you're working in a relief area or a relief campaign, you focus a little bit more on the failure section of your brand script 
and you use imagery that shows how devastating the effects are if people don't get engaged immediately. When you work in development and empowerment, you're really casting a vision for success, showing success, showing sustainability, identifying the problem that you solve maybe in a little bit different way and focusing on your plan, how you solve it differently. And then in justice, you kind of go back and forth. You use a little bit of the components from relief, use a little bit of the components from development and empowerment, and you really focus on the philosophical problem in your brand script. So everyone, we are giving you not a formula that has to be followed exactly. That is not how the story brand framework works. The story brand framework is a tool more like a musical instrument. You are playing chords. You are figuring out how the song sounds. And what JJ is telling you, hey, let's play this chord a little louder in these areas. So again, this is not an exact science. Don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed somewhere. (sighs) Take a deep breath. (laughs) Know that the work that you're doing is important and just use these as, as a guide to help you along your way as you create your marketing and make a difference in the world. So JJ, you get to talk with Beth Carr about a specific nonprofit that she has worked with. And Beth is one of our Story Brand Certified Guides. And of course, our Story Brand Certified Guides are the best marketers in the world. And if you need one to help you craft your marketing message, then go to marketingmadesimple.com. Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I was excited to talk to you uh, um, during this episode that's really focusing on nonprofits because one of your clients really is a unique situation. (laughs) Um, You know, a lot of times we think of nonprofits as people who are, you know, churches or schools or, you know, people who are building water wells in Africa or in working in underdeveloped countries. And you are actually working with a nonprofit that has also a for-profit side, a nonprofit side. It's technical. It's got a lot of things. And you've used the story brand framework to help them in their marketing. So first, would you mind just describing this client to us and what areas they work in? Yes. So um, this is a brand new biotech company that has been doing a lot of groundwork behind the scenes, really working hard in developing breakthrough medicines that focus on neurological disorders by developing microdoses of psilocybin. um, And what they're really treating are things like alcoholism, cluster headaches, OCD, and other neurological disorders that a lot of populations suffer from and are unmet. Yeah. And so there's the kind of the for-profit side that really is working to get this out into the marketplace. But what is the nonprofit side of the business that they work in? So the nonprofit side, um, they decided to uh, divide the disorders into two different places as they continue to do clinical trials for FDA approval. And the division really was what can be for-profit And then the non-for-profit, they really focused on something that a lot of society suffers from, which is alcoholism. Mm, That's amazing. And so when you are going in and looking at this side of their non-profit business, 
who is their target, we'll just say market, right? Like who are you going after? Who is the messaging targeted towards? Yes. So that was really fun to dig into because originally the CEO was just focused on how do we get funding? We know the end user will be these clinics, but between the end user are these doctors, right? Because it's going to be a controlled environment. This is not something to be taken lightly. And so really the audience and the voice that we started to focus on were the funders that would be part of the movement in empowering these clinics to be able to help thousands of people. Amazing. So then when you were creating, say, the brand script for this, you were using more of a quote-unquote mission-based brand script, right? You were using kind of the doctor and the end user as the hero and using that to tell a story to the funders, correct? Yes, absolutely. We use language like join the movement, which was a really great way to say get on board and this is why. So in this episode, one of the things that we're talking about uh, that nonprofits work in a bunch of different spaces, relief, development, empowerment, and justice. And what would you say this nonprofit falls into? It's a little bit of a combo of relief and empowerment, right? The relief yes. to the end sufferer, but to really empower this whole drug development pipeline to be able to be proven through clinical trials so that FDA approves it and is able to help the masses. I think that's really key for all of our listeners is that a lot of times nonprofits work in multiple buckets of nonprofit, right? There is some time relief. There is some time development. There is some time um, empowerment or justice even issue. You know, you're talking about getting access to this for people, I'm sure. And so in many ways, you probably at different times work in all four different areas, but really are focusing kind of in relief and development. And so when you're focusing a little bit more on the relief for the end user, what types of language do you use? Because our listeners are kind of, you know, we have this idea, this theory <laughs> of how to approach nonprofit work. But talk to me about how when you're working in development empowerment, what kind of language you've used and what when you're kind of talking about relief, what kind of language and images you use. I love that you brought that up. So actually, I did first focus on what is the other side of the suffering, which is the relief piece. So we really leaned in there. What are these populations suffering from? And what is happening in those home environments? Because it goes all the way to the home and relationships that people are struggling to have because alcoholism is in the way. Um, and so that's where we first focused. Because of that, and we really, we weren't so hard and heavy in the suffering that it felt uncomfortable in talking about it or reading it, but just enough where people could feel the feelings that happens for the person and the family, um, that sense of isolation or wanting to be in control and can't be in control. Um, and so with that, that was kind of the setup, the volley to then hit the ball over the net with, if we can empower you, we can hit the volley over the net because the funders would then be able to empower these people suffering. So it was kind of this very easy stepped process. If you focus on the suffering, the relief on the other side of uh, what would happen if we get this to market. And then on the other side of that, when you have this relief, you're empowering X, Y, Z. And so then we laid out what does success and transformation look like? If this does come to market, if this does get past 
the clinical trials and into these professionals' hands to be able to help the masses. That is that is so key. And everybody listening needs to hear this so because it's so important. You really, when you were talking about relief, you talked about a little bit more of the suffering of the pain, right? You really talked about the consequences, almost the immediate consequences that are happening if people don't engage. But then you used that as a stair step. You didn't stay there. You moved into language about empowerment and development and dreaming and imagining what a different world could be like. And that is so important because if you only ever stayed in that pain and suffering, you're ultimately going to turn off donors. They're going to experience donor fatigue. They're not going to feel good about themselves and the world in that context. And we know that when people don't feel great about stuff, they, they tune out, right? They don't want to experience all the pain and suffering all the time. But we need to let people know that there's really a crisis going on here. Something bad is happening if we don't act and you are not a part of the solution, you're not engaging in it, families' lives are going to suffer. And then we use that as the foundation, that relief piece, to then move people into development and empowerment language, where ultimately you're casting a vision of a brighter future and the way things can be when this problem ultimately gets solved. Because it's a long-term play, right? There's short-term, but there's also this long-term piece to it. So I love that. And talk to me about then what kind of results you've seen from some of these campaigns that you've put out there. That that has really been the most joyful piece. So here they had these really amazing biotech companies already doing a lot of groundswell within the scientific community. But the bigger scientific community didn't know about them. They weren't on the map digitally. They had no web presence. And then on top of that, if you compared them to other biotech companies in that space, all those other biotech companies were pounding their chest, talking about how great they are and the money that they've raised. And look, we have cool swag, right? That was all over the website versus we approach this like, let's talk about how we're going to solve this big problem what transforma- what that transformation looks like. And the about us was really, why are we doing this? Why were we moved to do this? And then how, again, do we have you, the funder, join the movement? That in itself um, has, there's been so much um, media interest. Uh, once we launched the websites, the CEO um, and the COO said to me the other day, Um, They walk around with their head up, full of confidence, being able to point to the website. And that has been so great because with that, when you walk in a room with with confidence and you're with these funders, they're like, where do I send? Where do I give you more money? Because the ultimate goal for these companies is to raise something really huge, $100 million, right? So here they're getting these $10 million hits from these philanthropic organizations that are all about science-based revolution. And so that's been really neat to see on the other side. Thank you so much, Beth, for sharing with us how you work with this company that is a unique company that has a for-profit side and a non-profit side. And I love what you did with them. And if you are stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework into your nonprofit marketing, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide just like Beth Carr. Go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. 
Well, Hero Makers, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. As we get ready to come to the end of this year, so many nonprofits are getting ready to do end-of-year giving campaigns, whether it is Giving Tuesday or the final campaign in December. You are ready to launch a new giving campaign. So what I want you to do is think about what category this campaign falls into. Is it coming out of relief, development, empowerment, or justice? So just pause right now and go, all right, which campaign are we running next? And then I want you to go to mystorybrand.com and create your brand script. Use the tips that we gave you in the last two episodes to create a clear brand script. And the brand script is just the place where you keep all of your marketing messaging in one spot. So you have a clear story that positions you as the guide, and in this case, your donor as the hero. I want you to create that brand script. Then as you get ready to create your emails and your website for this campaign, I want you to use the tips in this episode to highlight the different pieces of the brand script in order to make your marketing more powerful. All of this is so important. The work that you are doing is changing lives around the world, not only for the people you serve, but for your donors. When they get involved in this work, their lives are changed. And I know, I know, being somebody who worked in nonprofit for a long time and who sometimes felt a little odd about asking people for money again and again and again, know that the work you're doing is important. Know that it is powerful and it affects people people on both sides of the financial exchange. It affects the donors and it affects the people you're serving. So don't be shy. Call people to action. Step into those spaces of relief, development, empowerment, and justice, and make the world a better place. Make your donor the hero. This is all about giving value to that donor, helping them transform and become the person they want to be. That is solving their problem and making them the hero. That's why we call you Hero Makers. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thanks so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your nonprofit. We'll see you next week. Hey, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me. Go.